Welcome to the Artichoke Heart Podcast, peeling back the layers to get to the heart of what really matters with your hosts, Maggie Butterfield, Ruth Harris, and Gretchen Peters. We're so glad you're here. Today on the Artichoke Heart, we are peeling back the layers as we talk about worship and specifically do a movie review on a new documentary called The Jesus Music. Today, it's Gretchen Peters hosting alongside Jason Peters. Hello. So glad that we get to talk about this topic. As Christians, we both have experiences with worship music and talking about that. And so we went yesterday to see The Jesus Music. It was playing at the movie theater. And it's a documentary all about the history of how kind of music and worship has become mm -hmm. what it is today. Yeah. Kind of the history of contemporary history. Christian music. Yeah. Yeah. And it has really interesting roots on how it got started. I didn't know all of the, the history on how it got started. Yes, I think I did, but maybe not in such a complete form. It. Oh, so we're going to try not to give away the whole thing because there's lots of stuff that we want you to go look at. But it starts around the 1970s coming off of like Woodstock and how so many people were searching. There was a lot of hippies during that time and they're searching for something for meaning for what was missing in their lives and talked about how so many of them went into like drug abuse and stuff like that. But they still felt that void and how that void started to lead them back to the Lord. And it talked about how there was kind of all the Billy Graham, like yes. revival towards the youth. And there was kind of more of these pastors in like California coming out who looked like them. Right. And kind of started to say, hippies, you, you guys, you can be a part of this. Like, let's, let's bring you to know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it does a really good job of kind of painting the picture of what it looked like. And, and like a lot of this stuff started in California. Where mm -hmm. we had it a, had a lot of um, the people um, that were kind of of that persuasion, and that you know they talked about I can't remember the guy's name, but the pastor who started that church, and he was like he looked kind of like Jesus, had long hair, mm -hmm. and was one of those people that looked approachable, and I think um, made all these people feel comfortable enough to come to church. Yes, I. I related to the that part of the movie because my parents were kind of like that. They were from the hippie movement. Uh, my dad was a guitar player, and my mom was just such a free spirit and a like world traveler, just kind of doing yeah. her own thing. And so then I was raised in Southern California, so I even more related because it just it, it brought me back to seeing how their life changed through mm -hmm. the Lord so much. They were non-believers that same hippie well, movement and then came well, to know the Lord. Well, something I'm remembering too is what I thought was interesting is how they talked about how these people just did show up to church. They came barefoot. They mm -hmm. came in, um, you know, shorts or different things. Um, and it, it and was that hadn't been really yeah, the, appreciated or allowed before. Yeah. Well, and now you look at it today and um, there are certain churches where people dress up, but that's actually become not as normal mm -hmm. anymore. Yes. So... Yes. And so I like that too. That's a good point. I feel like it talks about right from the start. What does it mean for us 
as believers, it was kind of interesting. It, it really didn't directly ask you questions, but I think as I watched it, I was like, hmm, okay, this is making me think. Yeah. So like in this respect, how do we as Christians change from some of the things that are just our, um, what would the word be exactly, our, um, our standards or our thoughts mm-hmm. that are maybe not actually, they're more of our traditions. They're not... Yeah actually what brings people to the lord or what allows yeah. it but it's at that like time we already whatever. just had this theory like no yeah. reverence reverence you have to dress up yeah. but if we were truly to get these people to ask them to change before they even knew the lord was kind yeah. of silly yeah and so it was talking about that welcomingness mm-hmm. of bringing people in and of seeing them just as they are and not having to put on all these things but to see their brokenness and to show them you know and i think there was this misconception that when these people who a lot of them like you said were hippies were were different ones were like in the music industry for instance there was i think this false thought that they would come to the lord and every aspect of their life would change Mm -hmm. and that's not what you saw you saw them doing the same type of music like they did like there were some heavy metal ones and there were some real... yes, pro- probably more. That was probably more by the 90s, uh, 70 or 80s or something. Maybe the yeah. 80s. yeah, they had like, like, yes, the Striper and some of the ones, yes. And Striper yeah. ended up being a really big band that even, yeah, oh, I'm... they were doing like number one hits. And it's interesting because yeah. okay, so Striper was a band that was much more of the heavy metal, yeah. I'll tell you personally, I don't like that style, I, and I don't either. I, I when they went to that part, I was like, I remember the name of that band, but I couldn't tell you one of their songs. Yeah. I didn't really listen to yeah. that either. I, even, I had a really good friend in college that strong Christian, and she loved that stuff. She loved yeah. any of the hard, yeah. like, Christian music that I was like, why would anyone like this? Yeah. But yet, somehow God still used that to speak to her. I, it, yeah. I got so much from this documentary about how we perceive things yeah. and how our judgments affect Mm -hmm. how we treat people actually was i'm not for sure if it was him but one of the guys said that his family got brought to the lord Mm -hmm. through a tv um pastor i think no it was striper um through this tv pastor and how that then changed his trajectory of his life through Mm -hmm. i mean a tv pastor that he gave his life to the lord from watching him and then as he's performing and doing all this music, that same pastor got up and spoke against him mm-hmm. and his band and said, these people cannot be of the Lord playing this kind of music. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, he said how much that hurt. He's like, you, you brought me to the Lord and here I am. I know I'm bringing in people who wouldn't be exposed. Otherwise they liked this music and they wouldn't be exposed. And then, um, even more that they wouldn't have been exposed, but then also that they still have that style that they love, but now as they worship the Lord. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting. I mean, it convicted me a little that I can be judgmental too to things that I don't understand or relate to. Sometimes I'm like, would Christians really like that music? <laughs> well, I think it made us, you know, for me especially, it made me think, gosh, our, our vision of, of who God is and what he does is so much smaller than what he is because we look at the things that we like the type of music we like the certain style of preaching we like and we're like well that's the best and it's like 
that's not true for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is going to attach to this certain style. And so it was interesting to watch like these artists say, I mean, some of the biggest um, things against my music was coming from the church. The church was attacking me. Yes. And I think we do that a lot. Uh, it's it's a tricky thing as a believer because we're supposed to hold other believers accountable. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to keep them from falling away. Yeah. So sometimes in doing that, we will speak about something, but I don't know how edifying it always is because like that striper, he talked about leaving the band because not because it wasn't doing amazing. They were doing amazing, mm-hmm. but because emotionally the turmoil of getting rejected, especially by your brothers and sisters in yeah. the Lord is really hard uh and and i know there were several other Mm -hmm. people they talked about as well i know they talked about amy grant yeah and how she got divorced and remarried and the i mean there was a lot of bad publicity about that a lot of uh, she actually said she had an interview where the person asked her about it and like laid into her like hey you know you did not and and she said yes i do i know that i'm fallen i know that i've you know and yet god loves me and gave me grace and it was so beautiful and i thought man we're not nearly as graceful as god are we well and and i liked how they they brought billy graham into this situation because he really was coming along and putting on these big crusades and saying hey the church may not accept these artists, but I'm going to pull them in and just seeing the crowds. Like there was that one that was in what was in Dallas and they had like mm-hmm. 200,000 people. I think this was back to the 70s early yeah. on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he brought in like Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and some of these mm-hmm. ones. And like all these people are and it's about God and it's about worship and it's about. But he, he also he wanted to. I mean, he wanted to change the world through bringing more people to the Lord. And he saw that he needed to reach them with the stuff that would draw them in. I I think he saw the big picture. I think the biggest thing with him is God gave him a big picture of the world. And that if we're going to evangelize the world, we can't say, well, this 75% is good. This 25% over here needs to not, you know, we don't involve ourselves with those people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. I, I, I see I see why some of the pastors like like the one who spoke out, out against Striker, Striper, Striper, Striper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Yeah. Uh, I understand where he was going. He was yeah. thinking in his mind that these that they were bringing ungodly music into the church and infiltrating the yeah. church, which would be really bad. We yeah. don't want that. We do want to protect the church. Mm-hmm. We don't want to allow worldly damaging things into the church but i know for myself we're wrong sometimes i've been wrong there have been things that i've been like that is not of god and then later on i'm like oh that was probably (laughs) some of our some of our stuff is steeped in tradition like i mean i remember going to older baptist churches where it's like we do not play stringed instruments and we do not have drums and we do not have Mm -hmm. these certain things and it's like on the surface, it's not that those are necessarily bad, but when your doctrine is kind of based on that and you're like, the other version of this is evil, it's like, that's where it's like, okay, is that really God's heart or what he said? Yes. You know? Yes. Again, well, and sometimes I think we just have fear. I mm-hmm. think we fear 
the church not being protected yes. and out of fear we react and we reject things but it's hard i mean because I, I teeter in the middle sometimes i'm like oh i really do want to protect and then other times i'm like okay but i could be wrong on this maybe this is how god is working and moving yeah. in this modern time yeah and so i think that we have to guard ourselves in that manner and I'm sure for especially high up pastors and leaders, like they have to be wise before they speak. We all have our thoughts in our head and we sometimes believe, no, this is not of God. Yeah. But if we speak too soon, sometimes we don't have things yeah. because Billy Graham, like he did say, he got a lot of slack for having a few of oh, the yeah. Yeah. bands that he chose to have it yeah. at those. Yeah. People are like, I don't think you should have them there. Yeah. But if the end result is 200,000 people came and so many hundreds or thousands got saved, mm -hmm. you know, God's obviously doing something there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Overall, I got a lot from this documentary on the overall theme of grace. Well, and I appreciated the fact that on they they obviously didn't because this is like a little under two hours. Mm -hmm. They can't stop and spend too much time on yes. one thing. but. I really appreciated that they hit some of the cornerstone people from the different decades mm -hmm. and took the time to say, here is their testimony of how yes. they came to the Lord or how they got into the industry. How, um, how God used them. I yeah. mean, because Amy Grant yeah. starting out talking about how little she even knew about music when she first started as a yeah. teenager. And yet here she is yeah. getting put into this position and then seeing her growth mm -hmm. and yeah. So there's some really neat things about watching that in DC talk. They, they yes. showed kind of how they were such an unlikely pairing, which yes. I listened to DC talk a ton mm -hmm. when I was a teenager and knew there were some little complexities, but I didn't know very much about their behind the scenes. I just knew their music. Uh, I'll say I loved, they talked a little bit about the Jesus freak song. Yes. yes. And I didn't grow up during the, you know, sixties and seventies when, or when I guess it was the seventies when they really brought in people calling them Jesus freaks, which that term really came out of all those hippies getting saved. They were yeah. called the Jesus freaks. All of a sudden these hippies didn't look the way they had before. Yeah. And so when DC talk in the nineties mm -hmm. did the Jesus freak song, they were singing about what would people say if they knew that I was a yeah. Jesus freak. And I mean, for me as a teenager, I remember loving that song because it did feel that way at times. Yeah. Like even as a teenager going into a public school, I remember there weren't that many of us that were Christians yeah. and that actually stood up for our beliefs. Yeah. Like I had many things, like I had a few things at school where I was asked to help lead discussions over Christian topics so that it could be kind of into the school. And I know that I was also, um, like I didn't stay in one of my classes due to a movie that was played that I said went against yeah. my beliefs. And I remember other kids saying, wow, that's kind of cool. You just stood up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And so I remember thinking like that Jesus Freak song really spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that can relate to feeling even in the church here, you think you're all like-minded, you're all equally yoked, you all believe the same things and you find out it's not necessarily true. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I think for some to actually stand up for your beliefs, mm -hmm. they take a much more passive There's a difference method. between verbalizing that you believe that and actually showing you believe that. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. song was so good. Yeah. And so, yeah, I liked how they talked about DC Talk and some of why they split up 
mm-hmm. and yeah, and how God still used them in different directions because right. Toby Mac went on to still do yeah. a gazillion amazing songs, oh, yeah. and Michael Tate mm-hmm. um, became the lead singer of Newsboys, right. and he's awesome. We just yeah. got to meet him the other week. Yeah, that was cool. So, um. <sighs> Oh, okay. So another thing that I thought was really cool in there was Michael W. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love him for a bunch of different reasons. I love his, um, what's what's the one of my friends? Friends, friends or friends, friends forever. forever. If the Lord's yeah. the Lord for them. Yeah. That has special meaning to us because yeah. I gave you a book yes. from him yes. that was about that on our first time meeting, I think. Yeah. It was our first or second time. It was for yeah. your birthday. And I, and I later <laughs> appreciated it. But at the time, I was like, friends are friends who don't date or aren't together. So I don't want to be your friend. I want to be more, you know? I, I know. You so, met me and you went away. <laughs> and you were trying to say, but, well, well tr- to get to that place, you start as friends. Well. And you build. You we know? also just barely knew each other. So I know. we were just a friend. I was, I was rushing ahead. You didn't even know if we were friends yet. You were. <laughs> um i obviously saw something (laughs) but but yeah that um so so it goes into how um michael w smith and amy grant form this really cool um bond and friendship um out of some of the hurts and pains and different things but also um it goes into him being woken up in the middle of the night by the lord and just being told for such a time as this. For this for such a time as this. And he kept he said God yeah. so for a few weeks God just kept saying that to him yeah. for such a time as this. And he knew he had to write this one yeah. song and I think like put together this whole album. Yeah. And he ended up putting together an album mm-hmm. that ended up coming out on September eleventh, two thousand and one. Yeah. So and the lead song off there, I believe, is the Getting Back to the Heart of Worship. Yeah. Yeah. And what a cool thing to have that song come out on September 11th. And he realized what God had meant all of that time saying, for such a time as this, I need you to put this out. I need this to... Well, and to feel this pull of like, I think we may have lost our way somewhat in what we're doing. And so part of the background of this was he got all of these big Christian artists to come and be part of the choir singing in that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, it's one of my, probably my favorite all time worship album, if you go listen to it, it's all just songs about how great God is and how amazing he is and how it like the lyrics are yes. not me, me, me. It is very, well, and the game back to the heart of worship, he, mm-hmm. he, there's a line that says, we're sorry for the thing that we've made it. Yeah. And I think I, get so much from that humble statement i mean we are we're sorry for all the things in this that we've missed on what we were truly doing with worship well and i think um just having that humbleness to to step back and go lord are we still you know it's like paul say says are we still in the faith are we still on mission with what god's called us to yeah and reminding yourself it's all about you it's all about you yeah and i think so 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 the only thing I'll end in this portion of talking about that movie is that the the things I think is it it needed to maybe be more of a little mini series because there was yeah. a lot of groups that were left out. My daughter Daphne loves Christian worship music and yeah. she mentioned 
oh man, why didn't they do for King and Country? For King and Country, why didn't they? Like they, there was a little bit of glimpses of a few people. Lauren Daigle, well, they just barely shot her in there. Well, that's a good point. A mini series having like four or five episodes or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you could said, have done each the seventies. You could have done the eighties. Well, <laughs> and like you said, there was a little bit of absence of music itself it talked more about the journey and the content but didn't yes that 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 was the part that bothered me because i love worship and here we are we're listening to the jesus music but they'd barely shoot in like a part of a song and i'd be like oh you could have done this whole thing or i thought they could have done like one of those cool shots where it showed a bunch of songs like that could have been a part of the intro or exit or something and and i i feel like um they did a good job of covering everything, but they could have even spent a, an episode or a, a part even talking about where the Christian music transitioned from just Christian music into the big worship scenes that we see in church now where it was Hillsong and Yes, Bethel they, they and just barely the big, touched on Hillsong there yeah, at the end. And but that was a big transition yes. because we went from, you know, hymnals and, and certain way of worshiping in church to now we have this these big you know, popular songs mm-hmm. that are on the billboard and they're ones that everyone's singing, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yes. Uh, well, and when you go into those, some, I know I have friends also that kind of reject the worship music of Bethel mm-hmm. and Hillsong, yeah. not because they don't present beautiful worship songs, which they do, mm-hmm. but more because they feel like there's certain things coming out of Bethel and Hillsong that they disagree with or leaders yeah in there and that's always an interesting one for me to think on because i'm like do we reject every do we reject the worship music because of these other things how yeah. how does that play and how how does god see it how I, how is god still using them well and i i just think that it's unfortunate because i think some of the christian culture has adopted some of the secular cancel culture stuff where it's like if something comes out about this church not quite doing something right or they fall into this sin then we try to cancel them and i think we miss the big picture of what 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 are we really canceling when we do that Mm -hmm. are we giving people an opportunity to hear from the lord or are we just writing these people off i mean if you if you look at david like the guy gave an example of like we like to talk about the psalms like oh they're all the but but most of the psalms is david lamenting to the lord it's not Mm -hmm. him You know, he's crying out. He's saying, my enemies are crushing me and and all these things. So, so I think there's a lot of stuff there that it's like, again, God is so much bigger and God is going to use flawed people. He did it all throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. He did it to show his glory, to show where people lack. He is more. I know. know? So, so at the end of this, I did feel very convicted uh, about Mm -hmm. how we see things because I I've known a few leaders that. I feel personally almost injured by things that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. But then I see how God has used them and the people that they are touching. And so I'm like, is my negativity then edifying? Like I have to guard my heart and my Mm -hmm. words to know that like David, even after he sinned with Bathsheba, that God continued to love him and to use him and that I should see that too. It's, it's hard at times to to go there, but that we have to kind of look at our own yeah. stuff because I know that pastor that I struggle with, other people are still getting a lot from his ministry yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I had one last question as we kind of end here. 
about worship and music, which is, uh, how, how do you feel like worship and, and music has influenced your life? I mean, I, I think it's a big part of who I am. I'm very auditory. Mm -hmm. I connect with music a lot. I listen to music a lot. I liked one of the lines in there. Um, music was God's idea and music is the universal language. Mm -hmm. I can listen to a beautiful song written in a language. I don't understand that still has beauty and depth and meaning and connects me with the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, like there's just yes. something universal. And when we're in heaven one day, we're going to be singing songs of praise and worship to mm -hmm. the Lord. And, yeah. you know, it's just going to be this beautiful picture. And so for me, worship has a very central part in my life because um, music is just something that I feel this connection. Mm -hmm. There's just a, Well, and that is what so many of them were talking about is yeah. how much music just has this. They, they've seen the Lord work through music so mm -hmm. powerfully. And I'll say... I don't feel like I'm nearly as auditory of a person. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like mm -hmm. worship is as much yeah. a, a part of me. And yet I know that I'm a deep feeler. And so when those words, the songs come out and these words, mm -hmm. they do have such power. Yeah. And there are so many experiences that I've had with the Lord through worship and that that's beautiful. I, like I, the, well, And I say you, you have a, a, a bigger picture view of worship too. Yes. Like as we use our talents, we're mm -hmm. worshiping the Lord. Yes. We honor him. We're worshiping the Lord. And, and I like too, that a lot of these artists were, for me, it wasn't about how many Grammys I won or how many gold albums I had. It was, you know, how many lives I was potentially like how many people that song like changed my life mm -hmm. because I heard God speak through it or it yes. made me go and do this. Um, you know, one example I'll just throw out here at the end was, I can't remember who it was, but he grew up in this very staunch religious home where it was fire and brimstone. And his version of God in this place was that God's very much looking uh, at you to sin. And if you do, you know, here's your punishment. And then he would go away to church and just sit there privately with the Lord and have conversations with him. Mm -hmm. And so it was this picture of how over here, God looks judgy and he looks mean and harsh. And over here, he's very personal and loving and meets you where you are. And I thought that yes. was so beautiful. That is, that is. Yeah. yeah. So I think that worship is just such a beautiful way for us to spend time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's such a way for him to talk to us and... Yeah. So uh, you guys should check out the Jesus Music documentary. And we're just so glad you joined us. Please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You can listen to us at the Key Radio. Uh, there's lots of different ways for you to connect with us. You can get on our Facebook page at the Artichoke Heart. And that way you can interact more with us. We would love to have that. Or you can go on to our Instagram at the to our Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.